The Freedom Lifestyle Podcast is taped in the city of Toronto. All of my guests from season two live here in Toronto, and on May 1st, just next week, I'll celebrate three years of living in Toronto, Canada. Toronto is a city of acceptance, diversity, and opportunity. It's also a city where I feel very safe. I feel comfortable. I feel like I can be myself. On the afternoon of April 23rd, just hours prior to taping this podcast interview, there was an attack in Toronto that took the lives of 10 people and injured 15 more. I arrived at Make Lemonade's co-working space shortly after hearing the news. I had scheduled this podcast interview weeks prior and now it seemed insignificant. I spoke with other female entrepreneurs in this space who shared that same reaction, hopelessness, thinking, what's the point? When something like this happens so close to home, it can put everything in perspective. It can make you question how you're spending your time, whether what you're building even matters. It's normal to feel defeated, to feel discouraged, to feel distressed. As this week continues, more names of the victims will be released and these feelings will continue, but we must keep going. We need to honor the lives of those who we lost in this tragedy and we need to show gratitude for the people still in our lives. I'm proud to live in Toronto. It's a city where I still feel safe. I still feel comfortable and I still feel like I can be myself. If you'd like to support, there's a GoFundMe page set up to help cover the funeral expenses for the victims' families. I've included the link in my show notes. I felt it was important that I dedicate this podcast intro to hashtag Toronto Strong. I think the team needs to value flexibility. Like just because you're showing up nine to five doesn't mean you're productive nine to five, you know? Like for me, I some of my smartest ideas come from my brainstorms I do in my bed. Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work, and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the freedom lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? In this episode, you're meeting Shraddha Sikon, who is currently working remotely as a digital marketer. I say currently with emphasis, as Shraddha is always up to something new and exciting in her career. She's an advocate of non-linear career paths and embodies the freedom lifestyle, jumping from one exciting opportunity, and often country, to the next. We discover both the benefits and the drawbacks of pursuing a career built on spontaneity, and following what just feels right. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where I introduce a little something new to close off my show. Shada, 
so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Sam. I'm so, so excited. I feel honored. Of course. Yeah, I kind of had to convince you to be on this, which is so silly. You have such an amazing story, so I'm so glad you you said yes. Oh my gosh. When I think about your story and your journey to the freedom lifestyle, it's less about one business venture like some of my other guests. It seems to be like a series of businesses and career decisions you've been making, and they all kind of reflect this mindset that I feel like you have. So to start, I'd love to hear what the freedom lifestyle means to you. It's so funny that uh, you coined this phrase because it so accurately depicts what I value. And uh, starting from like my first summer in university, I always pursued internships that were in places that I wanted to live in. I would like look up the um, the Canadian embassy or sometimes I would just like show up there and start networking. And yeah, I just made the decision to continue being my authentic self and pursuing opportunities that really, really excited me, even though I didn't know exactly where that would land me like five years down the road. And uh, yeah, it's been exciting. (laughs) It's been really fun to watch. I feel like every time I talk to you, you're doing something else. You're somewhere else in the world, which is super cool. So those are a lot of the positives, at least from what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Has it always worked in your favor or do you regret any of the decisions of like taking this nonlinear path? If I'm honest with myself, I'm not uh, regretful of any of the decisions I've made. Where it doesn't always work in my favor is uh, having a story that makes sense to most people, you know? So a little bit about my background. After I graduated, I worked in microfinance in East Africa. And there, actually, I met so many people that were well into their careers living this freedom lifestyle, you know? They would take projects in different parts of the world, do meaningful work, and get paid for it. So I was so inspired by that. And that's when I had uh, dedicated a lot of my time to start my own social enterprise. So it was going to be an e-commerce of ethical fashion. And I got pretty far into into that idea. I built a sample line. I did a photo shoot. And then I took that concept. And I was approaching various buyers of like, you know, department stores or boutique owners. And And within that, I basically, there was a boutique owner who was like, honestly, you're awesome. This is a cool idea, sure, but I would just like you to run my business because she was basically burnt out and she needed someone to help take over. And I thought it was a great fit for my entrepreneurial spirit at the time while kind of getting experience on someone else's dime. So in terms of some of these experiences that you've had, how has it kind of shaped where you're at right now? So you are living in Toronto, but you work for a company in Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. Once I ended working with the ethical fashion boutique, I realized that I need to invest more in my knowledge in digital marketing. So I actually went for a diploma at UBC in Vancouver, and part of that diploma was a co-op, and I ended up working with a digital marketing agency there. And uh, I would say like a year after, I had to move to Toronto because of my husband's job. 
and I was so nervous approaching them. I'm like, I have to move to Toronto, like totally prepared to hear that, you know, I can't work there anymore. And I was surprised by how cool they were. They were just like, yeah, that's fine. As long as if you want to still work with us, we would love to keep this going. And yeah, so I, I still work with my team in Vancouver. And yeah, I got to be in Toronto with my family and maintain my professional ties to Vancouver. That's awesome. And what would you say are some of the perks of kind of being a remote worker? Are you working from home or are you working in a co-working space? Yeah, I, I do work from home. There are days where I get distracted and I just like create all these different recipes in my kitchen and I'm like, <laughs> oh, let me just cook some more or let me just, oh, it's a beautiful day. I'll just run my dogs for two hours. So yeah, I think relearning self-discipline. <laughs> any, <laughs> any hacks for that? Like, do you have any rituals <laughs> or like ways you start your day so that you're like organized and ready for the day? Uh, one thing I've actually done, it might sound counterintuitive, but I don't touch my phone till I've had my um, hot lemon water in the morning and like cuddled my dogs for five, 10 minutes. I just think like that 15, 20 minutes in the morning really helps me visualize my day without immediately being inundated with emails or being distracted by social media. And then like sometimes uh, by the time you put your phone down, you wasted like an hour just, you know, going through emails and Instagram. And so I've, I've learned that about myself. And now I avoid it by just not touching my phone till I like consciously know what my to do's are for the day. <laughs> what kind of tools does your team use to communicate with each other? Like, are you doing a lot of like video conferencing or you on Slack or how yeah. do you make remote work, remote work work? Um, it's a bit of both. We day to day, it's all Slack and it's amazing. I would so recommend that to anybody that's in a similar situation. And we do weekly touch base via Google Hangouts. And that's when we're making sure we're, we're aligned on, you know, what all of our clients need, like where we're at. Uh, so yeah, I think that works really well. Got it. Is there anything that you wish you had known before saying yes to a remote job? I, I do realize now how much I loved working with the guys. Like they're so brilliant and just even being around them and listening to the way they're talking to clients or listening to how they're handling a certain problem was so educational to me. And um, not to say I never, I ever took it for granted, but now that I'm here, I'm like, God, I, I wish that I wasn't just listening to myself think all day long. As you've gone from all these different, very exciting roles throughout your career, like what do you look for when you're making a decision? Like, are there certain things a job needs to have for you to say yes to it? You know, when you're younger, it's like, I'll take anything, just give me a job. <laughs> and uh, in, in those experiences, even though they've kind of been all over the place, I find that each experience did bring me closer to me realizing what my strengths and interests are. I've really flourished in smaller teams or whenever there's, even if it's a big team, uh, when there's a lot of transparency within the organization. So I think that's something that's important to me. And flexibility, like I, I'm not totally tied to only being able to work remote. I'm, I'm open to working, you know, in a office space as well, but if I think the team needs to value flexibility, like just because you're showing up nine to five doesn't mean you're productive nine to five, you know? Like for me, I some of my smartest ideas come from my brainstorms I do in my bed, so. <laughs> 
I think that more and more companies are realizing this and you know conversations like this help highlight the need for this type of lifestyle in the workforce so I, I don't think that people will have to choose like I have to work for myself or a company I think over especially in the next few years it, I think this will be a lot more common than than not I'm hoping so too yeah. so one thing that you and I have chatted with privately is your husband and my boyfriend they went to Ivy together yes. they have a lot of friends working finance mm-hmm. very linear totally. career paths different yes. than you and I yes how do you feel kind of in those social settings when people are talking about their work and they're talking about their promotions like how does that make you feel oh my god yeah they have careers that make sense to our parents like <laughs> my parents are so proud of him and they're like yeah they can get you know wrap their mind around it if I'm being honest it is a source of insecurity for me when I have to like summarize (laughs) exactly what I do because I myself am working on like finessing my story and really communicating it well and in social settings you know when people are giving like their elevator pitch or telling what they're doing in one or two sentences um, everyone else's story makes so much more sense whenever I open my mouth it's like so what do you do or uh, what what so what like they just don't understand and part of it is on me I would say like I, I just need to be better at explaining it and that's why I'm so excited to be here <laughs> <laughs> and another reason why I was hesitating to to do this was because it really you know, forced me to work on that. It's it. I've been putting it on the back burner, not making it a priority. But it's so important. Like you are your own advocate. How would you describe your career story so far? What are some of the themes? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. I would say I have an entrepreneurial background. Uh. And through my experiences, I've honed in on digital marketing being my my specialty now. That was perfect. Is that good? That's great. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's exactly what you should say when you're with the finance guys. Like, and they're probably jealous sometimes. Like right? Entrepreneurship. I mean, I don't think there's that much freedom in baking. You definitely are someone who's very entrepreneurial and you had that opportunity of, you know, almost bringing a fashion product to the market and that was probably such a great exercise for you. Do you think that you would try entrepreneurship again or where do you kind of lie on that? Even the exercise of testing out product market fit I, is, was very valuable to me as an entrepreneur. It taught me a lot of lessons. I hope to apply them again in the future in an entrepreneurial setting. But right now, like nothing has struck me yet. So there's no like big idea that I'm just sitting on, uh, but I'm open to it. How do you think about your personal brand and We're talking a lot about like crafting your story and your career story as you pursue these opportunities. Are you someone who uses social media professionally a lot or where do you kind of lie on that? I've been relying more on the old way of doing things. Your personal network? (laughs) Yes, and just reaching out to people I know, yeah. Well, you're really good at that. So would you give any tips to some listeners who maybe have a network but don't really know how to tap into it to explore their next opportunity? Oh, for sure. Whether it's someone you last talked to five years ago, six years ago, I, I would say don't hesitate to reach out at all. More than likely, like if you have a positive impression of them, then 
that's going to show when you talk to them. And everyone loves to feel good. So when you, yeah, I would say reach out, even if it's been forever since you talked to someone. I know a lot of people say you don't want to say, like, can I pick your brain? I've been seeing lots of, like, reports on that of please don't ask to pick my brain. You know what? People can spot when you're being fake. And so every time I've reached out or every time I talk to people, I, I hope it comes out that I'm genuinely impressed by what they've been doing. And as far as the catchphrase goes, like, let me pick your brain, whatever. For me, I always say I would love to catch up and learn more about what you're doing. Like, make it about them, not really about benefiting yourself. One of the questions I also wanted to ask you is about where does your family fit into all of this? You said that they're really supportive of your husband's finance (laughs) career because they get it. Are they here in Toronto? Have they been supportive of your nonlinear career path? My family actually moved to Canada when I was 13 and their whole dream for me and my brother was to just live life to our fullest potential and they're just happy to see us happy and there are times obviously they're like what is this girl doing in Tanzania what it the next day she's in Rwanda like what is she doing just traveling all the time in the beginning they really especially like Indian parents want their children to be like lawyers doctors or engineers so they're just always in the beginning they would always be like what are you doing but I think they kind of just gave up on trying to understand and they're just you know they trust me and I think that I I think that that's probably as much as I need from them I don't need them to understand exactly what I do Um, the fact that I have their trust and love and support that's that's really all I need so we're nearing kind of the end of the episode can you believe it was that difficult oh my gosh well I wish you well when it comes to editing (laughs) (laughs) no you're you're amazing this was great so something new I wanted to try is some rapid fire questions so this is where there's no right or wrong answer relax I'm just going to shoot you some answers and you're going to answer it just quick okay okay iPhone or Android? iPhone. Night Owl or Morning Dove? Morning Dove, yes. Beach or mountains? <gasps> Can it be both? Mm-hmm. I'm West Coast and Bali girl all in one. Okay, I'll have to pick the beach. <laughs> Something that's still on your bucket list? Um, skydiving. Someone you'd love to have lunch with? <gasps> Ooh, uh, Michelle Obama. Coffee or tea? Drake or The Weeknd? Drake. But, like, fun story, The Weeknd went to my high school. What? Yes. I don't know him. I never met him. But, like, it came out that he, like, I read some article and I I saw that he went to the same high school as me. That's so random. I know. Okay. West Coast or East Coast? West Coast. Sorry, guys. What's your worst habit? Oh, um, I crack my, oh, like how much time do we have? I crack my knuckles. I eat a lot of salt. I just, uh, yeah, the list goes on. (laughs) What's your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, on a superficial level, my hair. And uh, on a deeper level, I would say my positivity. (laughs) What is something you wish you knew more about? Everything. Oh, gosh. I wish I knew. Oh, I'll wait for it. Okay. (laughs) I I wish I knew more about taxes. Like, girl, when you're working for yourself and, oh, the rules are totally different and, you know, I don't know about you, but I try to do them myself and it's just so confusing. Okay, 
That's it. You yeah. survived. Yay. <laughs> so what's next for you? Where do you want to take your freedom lifestyle? Where do you want to take your remote work? Are you looking to make a move? Can you not say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I Yeah, I'm always looking. That's actually one of the advice I was given is to continuously look for jobs and not like necessarily spend hours applying for jobs, but just being aware of what's out there, what your market rate should be. So yeah, I'm always looking. <laughs> All right. Well, this was so much fun to have you on the show. I'm Thanks. excited to edit this. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and yeah, let's make sure we stay in touch. I'll include all the links of how people can find you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's it for episode 11. Join me next week for what could be my new favorite episode. I know, I know, I said that after Shraddha's and I say that after all of them, but I just interviewed serial entrepreneur Megan Kraft. After five years of building a retail business with her boyfriend, she ultimately left both of them behind in a not so pretty exit. We discuss her reinvention and how she's now thriving despite leaving everything behind.